Welcome to the Infill Podcast, where we interview the most interesting members of the 3D printing and maker communities live and with audience participation. And now, here is your host, Jonathan Levy. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome. For those of you tuning in on video, you will notice that the studio is no longer a studio. Uh, so I'm in the process of moving, and I'm very, very excited to chat with someone today who has more 3D printers than me. Maybe we can talk about where she's storing all of them. You all know her as Denise, or STL Denise. She is a reviewer for Tom's Hardware, who reviews all their 3D printers, and therefore has a lot of interesting perspectives about the state of the industry, what's good, what's coming out, what we should be excited for. Really excited to welcome Denise. Hi, Denise. How are you? Hey, I'm good. A little bit yellow, apparently. But <laughs> a little bit blurry, low resolution, but thankfully uh, audio is, is uh, what matters most. Really excited uh, to have internet you Internet sucks out here. Yeah. Where are you based? Um, I'm in the suburbs of St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And so... Yeah. I tried to do justice to your bio, but and I'm waiting for fiber. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I think we have a little bit of a delay on the line, but I'll try not to talk over you. Uh, I find that the more interesting my guest, the uh, the worse I do a job on their bio. So I botched your bio a little bit. Tell me a little bit about your origin story, kind of how you got into 3D printing, and uh, you know what you do. I I mentioned the one liner, but give me a little bit more depth on it. Okay. Um, I got into 3D printing about the same time as you did, actually, uh, spring of 2020. Uh, it was a, my first printer was a birthday present for, um, it was CR10S. And it, before printing, I was a mom blogger and I did a lot of crafts, like popsicle stick crafts and that kind of thing. But my kids were getting older and not wanting to craft with me anymore. So my husband thought that I needed a new hobby, something a little high tech. So he, he bought the printer for me and put it together. And, and then, and then, you know, COVID hit and the kids all came home and we had nothing better to do than learn the machine. <laughs> so, cool. And, uh, and since I'm a blogger anyway, my first, yeah, my first inclination, sorry, my earphone keeps popping out anyway, but, um, since I had the mom blog, the, the first inclination was to just, Hey, now I can blog about the printer. Mm -hmm. And I was actually going to start doing time lapses and stuff like that. And then Tom's hardware was needing a new writer and they picked me up because, you know, I had like this little 3d printing blog. And um, so I was hired, not because I am uh, a technical guru, but because I have a writing background and I, I, actually did some journalism. I used to be a reporter for Dead Tree Media, you know, and uh, I'm a stringer for a big newspaper and a couple of years on hyper-local news on, uh, if anybody remembers, patch.com. So that was an AOL thing. Mm -hmm. So so I've my background's in journalism and I figure what I don't know, I can learn, I can research. So I have been researching printers and, um, and then I, I take... Um, it's like, I know a lot of the guys who review printers are going at it from the technical aspect and I am more of the consumer, right? You know, because here I am, I'm a crafter. Uh, what can this thing do for me? So right. I am more interested in how easy is the printer to use? How hard is it to set up? You know, and, uh, 
and yeah, I got a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, so because I, I don't turn any printer uh, away. Writer so. and reviewer, or you do this as a side gig? Yeah, yeah. Because now I'm I'm like a stay at home mom and a freelancer. So, but these days, I mean, the kids are you know my youngest is in high school, so being a stay at home mom really isn't. I'm a full time blogger. That's so. very cool. I, I and, review the printers. I got my blog. I do some social media. And how many printers are you reviewing? Because that's like full-time is a lot of hours. I guess, I mean, it depends how much time you spend on each one. But how how many printers do you review in a given yeah. week, month? Um, My current um, – okay. We kind of went through a lull because the end of the quarter, um, they – there, there wasn't any new stuff coming out uh, at the beginning of the year, and and you know, and then all of a sudden everybody starts you know sending out printers again. So my current challenge from my editor is to get five reviews done in May. Wow! So I've got three FDM printers uh, on a counter right now. Uh, I just turned in a resin. I got another resin, and I got a resin in the box. So that's like one, two, three, four. Five five under review at the moment my gosh uh two in a box um just turned in the mark four so which by the way there's some people out there it's like oh prusa doesn't give out review printers they do they do, <laughs> they do. so yeah we, yeah we should talk about prusa <laughs> later because everyone thinks that i hate them but i don't i just <laughs> I just um, I canceled my yeah. Mark IV well, upgrade kit, um, and it was it was not. I mean, clearly yeah. I ordered it because I wanted it, and then I saw some of the reviews, and realized that I didn't read the fine print, and I was like, I'm disappointed. Like, uh, and because it is my own money, I you know it's it's one thing. Not that I accept every review printer that's free, but it's one thing you know to be like, oh, I just have to clear shelf space. It's another to be like, that's six hundred bucks that could buy a new podcast microphone new table yeah. work table you know so um do you like the mark IV? well yeah oh it's gorgeous um it's it's everything an i3 style printer needs to be yeah. uh the, the the problem with it is that a lot of people have gotten excited about the bamboo and the right. core xy style so right. i mean it's but it's an apple and oranges sort of thing you know i agree I think and it's I think a really it, excellent machine. I think in order to do that comparison, and this is kind of what I said in that video, is it's an ethos thing, right? It's like, first off, part of their ethos mm -hmm. is upgradability. So they had to do this printer. They didn't have a choice. They had to do it, and right. they had to do it before they do the competitor to the bamboo, which they're probably working on. Um, and also just, you know, yeah. like there are people who comment on my videos all the time. They're like, I'll never buy a bamboo. It doesn't matter how far ahead it is because it's not open source. So yes. You know, and those are the people who who use Linux machines, and people still there. My dad has mm -hmm. a Linux laptop, you know, because that's what he cares about. Fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like the the business with open source. It's one of those things where it's like, it's like go eat your vegetables. You know, it's good for us. Even but even though as you know, the average consumer may not understand how open source benefits them, right. but it's like when. You know, when an ender breaks down, I can go on online. Someone will tell me the part. I can go print the part or I can go run down a micro center and we can get that sucker running by the weekend because the right. parts are just available. And there's all these people out here 
who, even if I don't know what I'm doing, that I got all the internet, you know, so somebody will tell me how to fix it. And yeah. my bamboo, I've got the P1P and the, uh, the AMS broke. And I've been going weeks back and forth with bamboo trying to figure out. And they're like, well, we'll send you a card. We'll send you a wire. We'll send, you know, and they've been trying to, and I finally told them this thing is deader than a doornail. Um, right. Do you mind replacing it? Because I would really like to continue making content with this thing. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to send me another AMS. There's just yeah. no fixing it here. Yeah. And at the same time, I think the community has really proven like there's a lot of things that people don't give, you know, the Hydra AMS and people are already doing camera modifications to connect their DSLRs. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things where it's yes. like, do people care and do they? And, you know, with stuff like PCB way, uh, who did not sponsor this podcast, by the way, but sponsors a lot of them. Like, it's only a matter of time till someone <laughs> recreates those PCBs in there, right? It's not rocket science to go in and be like, this AMS PCB, like, what Hume did for the mechanics of it, Hume Beam did, is amazing. And and he just, one guy had a better idea than all of Bamboo's team. It's only a matter of time to someone comes out and goes like, I don't like the way that the humidity sensor works inside the AMS. I'm just going to redesign the PCB and order it on PCB way and put it yeah. up so we can all order it. So it, you know, besides the software, which is on there, you know, on an encrypted chip, as far as I understand, you know, how much does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. Well, you know, yeah. I, I get the ethos. Yeah. Well, and it's like, as a reviewer, I keep getting these printers that are beautiful finished products. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, there's no need to upgrade them. And then the first thing somebody says is, well, I can't change the hot end. I don't know if I want, you know, it's like, you don't have to fix everything. You can just That's true. use it as it is. And there's a lot of, you know, I think on, I, I hang out on Twitter a lot. And I think the people in our little Twitter bubble are a lot of, you know, they're the people, the, the hands on, they want to tear it apart. They want to make it better. And, 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 you know, just revise everything and make it their own. But the average customer who's running down to micro center and throwing a printer in their cart, they're never gonna, you know, right. I'll be lucky if they put different colored stripes on their printer. I mean, right. Yeah. And hello. so it's like, they're happy with it as it is. So. And, you know, that. I, I, I seem like every week I compare Bitcoin to 3D printing, but the comparison is very relevant. You know, people say like, oh, no one's ever going to run a lightning node, a lightning network node in their house. People love to say like, if you can't build your own 3D printer and maintain it, you shouldn't own one, you know? And that's like, I don't know how my Wi-Fi router works. Oh. I'm very technical. Like, I don't know how my Wi-Fi router works. I don't know how my laptop works. I don't know how most of the shit in my house works. You know, I know how the toilet works. Uh, thankfully, they let me own one of those. So I think that's bunk, number one, that whole, yeah. you know, it's a purist argument in a very undeveloped market. Um, and, well, well, let me see. Yeah. Now, um, just got back home from Remurf a couple weekends ago. And it was one of those things where I really, I'm, see, when, I was, when you and I started, well, I don't know how much uh, in-person uh, meetups there are over on your side of the pond, right. but, <laughs> uh, it's like when I started, it's like, there was no way for me to meet other people right. in person. So I only talk to people on Facebook and they're all idiots, but, <laughs> but going to, um, Remurf and, you know, so that's my third, um, riprap 
whatever. And uh, there was some talk about that. Anyway, but I met a guy who he had a Mendel and I stopped and it's like, oh my God, tell me about this thing. Because this is one of the first 3D printers. And right. it's like this technology, it's only what, 10, 12, whatever, you know, Proust had just celebrated their 10th anniversary as a company. Right. So right. it's like when you think in what, you know, when, when you're an older person like me, it's like time starts flying by and it's like 10 years ago, I got, you know, TVs that are 10 years old. So right. if you figure there's people who, you know, they made a printer 10 years ago, um, the, the technology has moved so fast. So it's like, you know, when we started, sure, you needed to build your own printer, but now I can just get one out of a box and it's yeah, fine. and I think the people in the community better, have to acknowledge that, like, if you want this hobby to grow, I mean, we love to talk to talk about the lofty goals of local manufacturing and, and all the million different things that 3D printing can do. Yeah. If you want that to happen, then you know, very few people were on the internet when it was hard to connect. It wasn't just click a button or always on. The internet became massively popular as you know, broadband became easy. Someone came, installed it for you, you pulled it out of the box. You turned on your device and it was just online. Um, and so I think we need to, I think we're going to have to get to a point where it's more of a bamboo experience and less of a Prusa experience. And Prusa knows that because now they're highlighting the assembled and it's like, oh, you can also buy a kit. But the default now, I don't know if you know, like I noticed this yeah. on the website where it's like when you click on MK4, the default oh. is the built print. And it used to be the other way around. Correct me if I'm wrong. Someone may know better yeah. than me. Um, but the price they're talking about, you know, in the marketing video, that's the assembled price. They used to say, you know, starting at $7.99 per kit. Yeah. So I think they realize it. I think everyone realizes it that like we have to open up this hobby to people who are not um, handy because you don't necessarily need to be handy. You know, if you have good instructions, you can swap out a, a motor yeah. or a cable. That's a different that's a different level of handy than building your own Mark yeah. three, you know. So, yeah, well, and it's like, why are you getting a 3D printer? It's like I came at it from a crafting angle. So so this right. was I wanted to make down. Yeah, I'm going to fill the house full of baby Yodas, you know, so right. it's like people like me who didn't want to build a printer. I'm not coming at it from um, technology and I'm not fascinated by, you know, all the little electronics. I don't want to build the thing from scratch. I want the parts. I want to I want the thing that it makes. I want right. to make art with it. So, right. and 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 I think for the the community to grow, you know, we need more of that. Yeah, and that's you know, a really good segue. Just, into, they just want the stuff. I agree. I, I'm the same way. Although I I've always been, I like building and making stuff. So, but I consider it two hobbies, right? Like building printers for me is a different hobby than printing stuff. I like both mm -hmm. the hobbies, so I'm very lucky. I have a third yeah. hobby, which is talking about the printers and recording videos, and I happen to oh, love yeah. making videos. Um, your point about expanding the hobby leads me to a segue, which I wanted to ask you. And I asked permission if I could ask you, cause I didn't want to, you're my first female guest. So thank oh. you for coming on. And I wanted, I asked you before we hit record, if you're comfortable <laughs> answering this, if you have an opinion on it, um, which is this like way too many STEM areas, fields, careers, hobbies, classes is heavily male dominated. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why that is. And I also wonder if and why we, men and women who are in the hobby already, can and should be doing something 
to get more women and especially girls into this because I do consider this a gateway to engineering. And I grew up in Silicon Valley. Like we've known for 20 years, we mm -hmm. need more women in engineering. Electrical engineering, software engineering, mechanical, en we need more women in engineering. Um, that's accepted as kind of a just gener general good where I come from. So I'm curious what your thoughts are, if you have thoughts. And uh, yeah, why is it and what can we do about it? Yeah, I, you know, I'm not really sure because, um, I mean, first of all, you can't force people into uh, a certain branch of study. But right. as the mom of boys, you know, I have noticed that there is a whole lot of emphasis uh, with the younger generation getting girls into STEM and whatever. And and it's actually to, you know, like I said, as a boy mom, it, it seems like it's almost, hey, what about my boys? Right. <laughs> you know? But I know that they're really trying hard at the younger generation right now to get the girls into math and science and engineering. And I think we're going to get there. You might just need to wait for the younger set to grow up and, and start getting into this stuff. And I know that there's a lot of women out there who are in the hobby. They just may not be as visible because uh, in order to, I don't know, I've been toying around with having a YouTube channel for a long time and I just don't want to do it because I don't want to put myself out there. I'm afraid, you know, what if I turn on the camera and then all my comments are, ew, you're fat and ugly. You know? <laughs> there's you know, a, there's I mean, a filter you, you feature. I highly guys recommend. YouTube. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to have to get into that, but it's like every week, it seems like Brian's talking about somebody's making remarks about his hair, you know, mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and it's just like, you you worry about putting yourself out there. So I think there's a lot of women who are playing with the printers. There's a lot of gals on TikTok. Um, you know, so a lot of, maybe that's where our younger generation is. They're on TikTok uh, making content over there. And, and they're, you know, so I think it's just, it might be a matter of time. Just wait for people to come up and, and embrace the technology. So. Yeah. And I mean, and, and also, to... I mean, mm -hmm. <clears throat> No, no. Well, it's like when I first started with my printer and, you know, it's like, so I went to YouTube for some advice, but I was comfortable with Facebook because I was a mom blogger. I, I kind of still am. But on Facebook for mom bloggers, there are groups where the mom bloggers gather and we do our little support and, you know, and we're all very, you know, rah, rah, you know, and we, and we give each other tips and we tell each other how to do it. And it's a very supportive atmosphere because there's yeah. a lot of women who who blog so and and i thought so my first instinct was okay now i need to go find the 3d printing groups and get that support there and the 3d hmm. printing groups were full of dorky men who um uh, very locker room so I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of a PG way to put it. There, there's a lot um, of you know, So it's very, a lot of locker room talk. Uh, they make you feel kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm. And it's like every picture that was posted, it's like somebody was like, I got this print and why did it fail? And they would talk about how they could have sex with the print. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it was just Lovely. a really weird, weird atmosphere. Yeah. That's and it's just, I'm it just didn't make me feel comfortable. And I left Facebook. No, well, I'm not in any of those Facebook groups any, anymore either. And it's like, and, and the other thing 
with the Facebook groups is that when you're new, you have no idea who actually knows what they're talking about. So you would, you know, I had an extruder that was doing crazy things and I put a picture, here's this thing, help. And you would get 20 answers and one of them was right. And it would, someone will always tell you to mess with your e-steps, you know, or do something that, you know, always, it always doesn't matter. E-steps. You know, all your filaments wet, your, your, your e-steps are off. Um, yeah. You need an entirely different printer. It's like, oh, your problem is you have an ender. Uh, and it's like, that's not yeah. helpful at all. I'm not going to go out and buy a Prusa right now because my ender's broken. You right. know, I have $300 or whatever. So, yeah. you know, so anyway, but the, the Facebook groups are kind of toxic. And Agreed. When and I Matteo Spinelli Twitter, also says. Uh, that's uh, when I. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Mateo says it's toxic even for men. No, it's just that the, the, the people on Twitter. I agree oh. with you wholeheartedly, and I've gotten <laughs> myself into some serious trouble on Twitter, as I'm sure you know. Um, I will say, just to close out on that, it that being a dad of boys as well, you know, I'm a Berkeley-trained sociologist, right? So I'm, like, pretty left-leaning in terms of, like, gender and equality and all that stuff, right? Um but watching my boys, like, I've done none of this, you know, I, I expose them to any toy that they want. And like, my boys like playing with cars, my two year old loves playing with cars, and you know, how to name all the cars. So I think, even though this isn't maybe, uh, you know, acceptable to talk about, I think there's just inherent, like, differences in what we're interested in as people based on our hormones and I'm probably going to get myself in so much trouble. It, what a world we live in. That oh, yeah. Say. Like, we're different, right? And, like, I like using a power saw, and my wife really doesn't. I always try to get her to. So I think there is some of that with the 3D printing yeah. hobby. Um, and if we can make it more crafting, yeah. because that does appeal. I think this, the self-expression appeals yes. to all of us. The creativity appeals to all of us. It's the engineering yeah. fixing crap with a screwdriver that maybe appeals less i'm gonna get myself in a lot of trouble 3d printing professor is here in the chat saying like tread lightly i got in trouble for this topic so (laughs) (laughs) well no i mean it it does make sense because there are women hobbies or you know um where my mom's a sewer so she's a seamstress she made my my wedding gown um she's also a school teacher so but she is very high tech with her embroidery uh she sells uh she retired from teaching school and now she sells embroidery machines as her you know part-time retirement Mm -hmm. job Mm -hmm. and it's like they these are some very high-tech things and and it's sewing you know and she's got you know the the, the, tin needle machine that costs more than any printer in this house and (laughs) you know and it's and it's to make you know embroidered yeah. bags and things so it's like there's technology that women get into and i think yeah with the 3d printing uh once the machines get past the point where you have to build it the women will come um you know because right. we want to make stuff we love making yeah. things and we just don't necessarily want to you know get our hands dirty i agree and there's definitely <laughs> i mean in that there's definitely like some like- of us social programming right that tells women that like it's acceptable to own a fancy embroidery machine and or a cricket machine which is just as complicated as a 3d printer and it's less socially acceptable to tell your girlfriends that you just bought a a voron um which sucks i want to know more about reviewing 3d printers and what that's like um 
do you keep the printers? Is, are they now such a burden that you need to get rid of them? Or how does that all that work? Uh, okay. So I am freelance for Tom's Hardware. So technically the printers are, they belong to Tom's Hardware and I am the guardian of the printers. Mm -hmm. uh, but my editor allows me to keep as many, you know, to keep me going because uh, he wants to support uh, what I do. And he also allows me to, uh, you know, so I get to keep the printers. Uh, when I run out of room, I, I give him a holler. And, you know, and so we rehome the printers within the Tom's hardware community, you know, so his editing staff and whatever, um, we're on a, uh, we're, we're trying to turn everyone into 3D, 3D printers. So uh, the cool. machines that I review, if they're good enough for beginners, especially, uh, we'll send them back. So every editor at Tom's Hardware should have a printer at this point. And um, the ones that are a little too big to mail or the ones that are kind of honorary, uh, I have a deal with my local makerspace. So, and uh, we donate printers over there. And so that way we don't have to ship them. I just throw them in my car. And so I send them over to my local makerspace. And there's a couple that were like, this printer was a pain in the butt. I don't want anybody to <laughs> that sounds terrible, but uh, there, there was an IDEX that uh, it never worked very well. And I sent it over to the makerspace and the guys over there took a crack at it. And I think they've got it humming along pretty well now. That's great. Um, but I supply them with some printers and then they have a program with local high schools. And um, so any extras that I've got that, you know, they help me rehome them. That's to uh, some high schools that do uh, robotics, you know, so like uh, first robotics teams. That's um, so, cool. so the makerspace has a mentor for the robotics program. And, and, and then that way, so nothing goes to waste. Um, but I've hit the point right now where I'm kind of at capacity and I've got a lot of really good machines and I just don't know which one I'm going to give up next. <laughs> okay. So the obligatory, question. I might have to go buy a warehouse or something to, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I just moved all my shit yes. into a warehouse today. But the obligatory mm. question, if you have to print something and you need it to just work, what's the current printer in your arsenal that you're going to? And since you have a lot of printers, if that one's busy, then which one do you go to? Or do you just wait? No, no, I've got, uh, I've got quite a few set up. And honestly, my Ender 3 S1 Pro is one that works really well for me. Uh, I got it hooked up with a clipper pad. So, okay. and I know some people aren't real excited about that. Creality does have some issues with the open source. I know yeah. this, but uh, that Ender 3 Pro, and no, sorry, Ender 3 Pro was my second partner. Ender 3 S1 Pro. Uh, that one works me. really well. I've also got a Lulzbot uh, Sidekick, uh, the 747, and that thing is a workhorse. Um your prep thing said, what was the last thing you printed? So if you can, uh, yeah. That is an so octopus the Delta, Delta uh, V400. Yeah. Cool. You like the V400? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the FL Sun. Ooh, that's loud. Yeah. So right now I'm getting ready for Murph. So we're printing a lot of toys for giveaway. So I'm doing a lot of octopuses right now. Um, yeah, but the, the V400 is really good yeah that's actually and, a question um, i'd Watson, like to ask love which the is, um do you have like a set 
list of prints that you print or do you every time scroll around on printables to find like what am i going to print on this printer because five that i mean that's a lot if you don't have a list of things that you just yeah. print. Yeah, I think I, I probably backed myself into a weird corner because I like to do a feature print that's different for each printer. Uh, but then a lot of times it ends up being like something vase mode, so it comes quickly. Yeah. So, you know, it's usually I do a vase mode print for the Pet G because that, you know, it's something fast, um, something trendy. Um, you know, so I don't I don't do like the same. Pr I didn't want all of my articles to just look like the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Because I've reviewed 40 some odd printers since I've wow. been doing this, maybe 45 at this point. Wow. Um, yeah. So, and I, so I want all of the feature photos to look different. Um, some big, uh, if I so were like in your for, position, uh, the Mark oh, four, I did the, uh, the llama that came with it. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I was going to say, if I were in your position, I would, um, definitely just join like five Patreons each for eight bucks a month. Although I don't think it's commercial use if you just take a picture and mm -hmm. blog it. But I would just join, you know, let Eastman, Photos Mint, and Clock Spring do the hard work for you and just print one of their models every week. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't think that counts as uh, Yeah, use. actually, no. Um, there was a dust up a while back. One of the guys on Twitter was like uh, encouraging me to make sure that I. Uh, give credit to all the designers that we use. Yeah. So we did kind of change up our thing. Um, we weren't, uh, it's like the designers were all credited down at the bottom of the post where I uh, ran the test prints, but usually like that big feature print at the top, you know, it's like, Hey, you're not crediting the designer. So, yeah. Um, so I did actually reach out to some of my, I've, I've made friends with a lot of designers. So I reached out to them and I'm like, Hey, do you mind if I'm using your stuff and putting in front of 6 million eyeballs on Tom's hardware? And they're like, right. no, for please <laughs> use our prints. It's, right. it's cool because, um, and I do pay for the Patreon. I belong right. uh, currently. I got Wexter yeah. um, and the clock spring. Yeah. And uh, let's see. And, oh, and, and then like cinder wing or cinder. Yeah. Cinder wing. So I got the dragons and there's a, a a cool one uh layers in green yeah so i got yeah so you know you gotta you gotta yeah, print so your you're way ahead of me articulated dragon you're way so. ahead of me so do you mostly print decorative yeah. prints no so i do you... belong to those and i pay for those myself yeah yeah have you gotten as well into like um, more functional stuff yeah it's a lot of decorative um sort of yeah uh we do um okay with the the remurf and the murf and the earth and all that um i wanted to start attending these conferences and my husband um he's not a 3d printer but that's it's he he does rc planes okay so he builds stuff with paper and or not you know and little pieces of wood and stuff like that um so and he does help me a little bit with the printers, like, you know, picking them up and yeah, yeah. tightening wrenches, you know, stuff like that. Um, but in order to give him something to do at Earth, we started printing the Death Racers. So um, yeah, I saw that. Sam Prentice came up with the RC cars. 
and, and bash each other. So uh, we started off with the Death Racers. So I print and he does the electronics and he drives. So we've been printing a lot of parts for Death Racers. And then over at Murph, not Murph, that's the next one. Um, the Rocky Mountain, they did um, the, the Dragsters. Uh, and that was uh, Edge of 3D. That's his design. Mm -hmm. So printed that a lot because I wanted it to look pretty. And we experimented with the tires and all that. So, yeah, my practical prints have been a lot of getting these race cars, you know, these RC cars to work. Very cool. So, uh, very, very cool. And, um, yeah. So I hate to cut us, oh, not short, but to pause us real quick, because I do have to thank this episode's sponsor, which I forgot to mention that I need to do. Uh, and Ooh. that is Sovel. Uh, Sovel is the maker of the SV06 and now the SV07. I have no video on the screen. Let me go ahead and fix that. Apparently not. Okay, well, I will just talk over without video. For those of you who don't know, the Sovel SV07 is coming out. It is a $299. I can actually share screen here. Why don't I just do that? Um, it is a $299 clipper machine that is basically a Mark III, uh, Mark IV. I think it's more like a Mark III with clipper built in and a touchscreen. It is going to be amazing. I just got mine. Uh, I haven't opened it yet, but just judging from the quality of printers I've seen from Sovel, I don't know what, what you have to say, uh, Denise, but I've been really impressed with the quality of their printers. And I don't know how to stop the screen sharing, but I do want to thank <laughs> Sovel because they're a longstanding uh, sponsor of the show. And I'm really excited about the SV07. I think it's going to be the first printer I get hooked up in the new studio um, because I need to print a lot of stuff for the new studio. So thank you, Sovel. And if you guys want to support the channel, you can hit the link in the description or link in the description and or the one on the screen. All right. Most frantic sponsor read ever. Let's get back to the <laughs> conversation. Thank you, Sovel, for accepting me just the way I am. Denise, what um what printers have stood out? I don't. I mean, I guess it's all public because you share it in reviews. What printers have stood out yeah. as really great to you, and what printers have stood out as stay away? Recently. Ooh. Oh, I don't like to talk bad about anyone. But um, you're just—it's your review, right? Okay. What printers have stood out as yeah. like, really good recently? Well, yeah, like the, the Mark IV really was, you know, the, the, the Prusa. It was my first Prusa because, um, like I said, I started off with Creality. Uh, so the two printers that I own personally, you know, was the, the CR-10 and uh, an Ender 3 Pro. And so I started off with in the Creality camp there. And uh, so I didn't have time to buy another printer because I was so busy reviewing all the other ones. Right. Uh, so by the time I did get to the Prusa, it's like, yeah, there really is something here with, with this. It, it did really work nicely out of the box and the new one, although some people think it's kind of playing catch up. It's like, it's got all the things that, um, that the printers are heavy. It's like I've seen a lot of these parts on other machines, but they put it together in one yeah. package and it all just works really nice. So that that one really was good. Um, but yeah, it's like the Lulz, the Lulzbot, 
it's kind of old school and it makes this neat home and i just i just love it um the super sticky bed and the the I said the the Delta the uh, FL Sun B four hundred was my first fast printer, and you know that thing's just fun to watch. So very cool. and it's, you know, it's and of notable. Course I got the I got the P one P over there. I was gonna say it's notable that you didn't mention bamboo yet. <laughs> well, okay, so the bamboo and I have been having uh, issues. So you and I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like the printer works fine, and uh, but we shorted out the AMS doing. Um, it came with an additional fan and a little light kit and everything, and I put the light kit in for the review, but I didn't put in the extra fan. So uh, when we took it apart to put, you had to get to a board to plug in the fan. Uh, so we took off the back panel, right. uh, put in the fan, and I was unclogging it at the same time. So I had. You know, I was unclogging the AMS or putting in the fan and we didn't have and anyway, shorted out the AMS. And okay. uh, so I haven't printed in four colors since February. So I'm just a little annoyed at it, mm. but we're getting hooked up with a new AMS and everything will be good. And I'm really excited about, you know, like Bruce has got their MMU. So I think that should be pretty fun to play with yeah, um, when that I'm, comes I'm out. I'm pretty interested in that. And so, I'm also, uh, I'm tempted tempted to build an enraged rabbit carrot feeder uh off in voron land which i guess Ooh. is a consumer 3d printer that's like about yeah. as far as about as far of, of your interest as i can get but um multi-material is cool i am way too mm-hmm. uh i hate wasting filament so much i hate it mm. i just hate it so much so i'm really excited for some of the idex machines that are but, coming out yeah do you like painting See, that's the thing. That's like with the I four don't. color printers. Uh, if you can get into that, it, it alleviates having to paint. And yeah. I don't have time to paint anything. So, I and I know they do kind of waste material, but I was working on tuning the AMS. Right. Um, you know, and it's just, it's like you're either going to waste material or you're going to have to spend time painting. And not all of us are really good at painting. So Yeah, I suck at painting. And... Um. Um, yeah, the, the, the IDEXs I've had kind of hit or miss with those. Um, the last IDEX I did was a shark and that one actually was pretty good. Um, but you're still, you're going to waste a lot of filament, just getting the, the thing cleaned up between filament changes. Right. So, right. Where, and, uh, you know, and and like the one printer that I've got over here that I really feel, no, no, it's like, there's a printer. I, I feel kind of bad for it. It's uh, the Anchor Make because they came out and they were going to be the first high-speed printer, blow your socks off, and then Bamboo came and ate their lunch. So- <laughs> totally. I um, I was just going to ask about trends that you see emerging. Um, I'll get you started and steal your thunder a little, but I think I think we're going to Core XY. I think the Bed Slinger is going mm-hmm. the way of the internal combustion engine and probably a lot faster than the internal combustion engine. Um, but what are some, do you agree? And also what are some trends that you see? Cause you're reviewing like the newest printers and almost all of them, right? All, all the ones worth seeing. So what are the trends that you see that we should be looking out for next year? Um, yeah, we're probably right with the core XY because um, we're impatient people. 
So the Core XY printers are the way to go for speed. Uh, every printer I'm getting lately, it's like, we've made it faster. Uh, and it's like, and I, I got a printer in that didn't make it faster. And now I'm sitting here, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to write this one up because it's still a very good machine, but it's not really fast. Right. And I think, I know there's people who would say that, Hey, it's quality that matters. And so if you're just into quality, then, you know, the, the bed slingers are still really good. And I think it's going to be a while before we get rid of the bed slingers because they can be made cheaply and yeah. we really need an inexpensive entry point for people. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I know I've talked to some moms who are like, Oh, you know, you're into 3d printing. They want to buy a printer for their kid. And I'm like, Oh, well here, here's this great any cubic and it's, you know, $250. And they're like, Oh, that's too expensive. So, <laughs> really? It's okay. like, well, you buy your kid a PlayStation, you can buy a printer. Yeah. But I think the, 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 the I3 model, you know, it's, it's they still going to have a place because um, we, we have the, the ecosystem forum, right. you know, like right now I can go down on my micro center and I know I love my micro center and they're getting a lot more brands in, but you know, a lot of them it's, it's the bed slingers, uh, you know, right. cause if you're new and it's like, okay, I can, as a new customer, I can buy this printer for $99 for the, you know, the new customer special, or I can buy the snap maker for $3,000. Uh, well, which one are you going to get? You're right. probably going to start off cheap. Right. And so we really need to keep that, that low entry point to get people hooked into the hobby. And then they buy the cheaper printer. Right. Uh, and then maybe later they want a faster printer and they're willing to put more money into it. Right. Or maybe they just want to buy three uh, less expensive printers and then yeah. you print three times as fast. Yeah. I have to say, you mentioned about, you know, the, the folks who say quality matters most. And I have to say, bullshit. <laughs> because one, the Core XY printers are, I'm not saying bullshit to you, but to those people who, you know, uh, who are like, well, no. uh, you know, one, the quality is going to be better when you're moving less mass, but also you can tune down speed, right? So even if you have a fast printer, the fast printer can do slow prints, the slow printer can't do fast prints. Um, and yeah you know yeah that's that's all i had to say about that <laughs> well um i've reviewed a bunch of any cubic uh, the cobras mm -hmm. and i got one in right now and it's like it's it's still it's the same uh i3 style printer so it's still a bed slinger but they have really beefed it up and i don't think it's still kind of under embargo um it's okay to talk about it. I'm not, I cannot reveal anything that they have not revealed about it yet. So I can't right. tell you how fast it is, but it is pretty darn fast. And, but one thing that I did notice, uh, I was having some problems with it with ringing because it doesn't have clipper or right. input shaping. Right. And then I figured out, well, dummy, I got it on a cheap coffee table. It's shaking because <laughs> right. it's moving so fast. And I picked it up. I put back on a proper table and tightened everything down and it's producing some pretty quality prints a, a good bit faster than the, you know, um, ordinary bed slinger that it's sitting next to. Right. So everybody's, everybody's getting faster and the, yeah. the technology is, is moving. So I, th I also think Clipper, you may not have to go core XY. Right. But I do think Clipper at least 
input shaping, we all know everyone's going input shaping. I kind of see Marlin falling behind just because Clipper has so much experience now, so many millions of hours of people running Clipper input shaping, and Marlin just yeah. now released input shaping. And it's pretty basic. And I wonder if they're going to close mm -hmm. that gap. They obviously have a lot of entrenched interests. You know, Prusa is not going to leave Marlin. But I wonder, mm -hmm. I mean, the Chinese companies have been very, yeah. very quick. Sovol's now on Clipper, as I mentioned. The V400 runs Clipper. Mm -hmm. uh, we're pretty sure Bamboo runs a modified version yeah. of Clipper. You know, so more and more of these companies are going. And I, mm -hmm. I, wonder, I wonder if Marlin's going to close that gap. So... Well, I think, okay, not exactly my area of expertise, but mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I was really surprised to learn is that Marlin is so very open source that it's not well supported by the community. Um, you know, so the, the guy, you know, putting together all the Marlin code, he is, you know, a basically supported by Patreon or whatever. I mean, right. uh, I think the, the 3D printer, I don't know how much the companies support the actual right. people working on Marlin. You know, how much right. of it is just open source. I might be just talking out of the back of my head here, but um, I, 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 I don't know. It's like you, you, we need to support those things, yeah. you know? I do get what you're saying. I think Prusa does a lot. They've got number a number of full-time people just working on firmware, but yeah. um, that's not money in, in people's pockets to support but them. They're working on their firmware, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. Griffin. Because it's like uh, know, listening to. Oh, sorry. Griffin yeah. says in the chat, Clipper is oh. based off of Marlin, which I actually did not know. So thanks for sharing that, Griffin. Huh. Very interesting. Um, I want to open it up to the audience because I like to make sure that everyone gets a chance to ask their questions. And you asked my two, you answered my two favorite questions, which is, you know, your top go-to printer and what you printed recently. Um, so folks in the audience, if you're tuning in live, please do let us know your questions. In the meantime, I'm going to ask you about resin because you can't see, but off screen, I have my first resin printer here, which I have a video coming about soon, out soon. And you and I both work from home. As of right now, I'm moving everything out. But um, how do you feel about resin? What? What? Talk to me here. Let's let's wrap. Okay. Well, first of all, what did you get? What's your first resin printer? This is an AnyCubic Photon Mono Two. I don't know. I think it just came out. I'm not sure. When I got it, it wasn't out yet. So. Okay. Okay. Is it? Is it blue? It is blue. Yeah, I would pick it, it does up. Does have a blue cover? It does have a okay. blue cover. I just turned in that. <laughs> no, I reviewed it. Uh, okay. No, that's a good little printer. Uh, it is very lightweight, so but it's that that's got some good quality on it. Um, right. So yeah, I'm just turned in a review on the X2. So AnyCubics Photon Mono X2. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got one. It's under embargo. Let's see, it's the the Photon. M5S and okay. that one's going to be really interesting because that's the Is first that the 12K? printer I've gotten that levels itself. Yeah, 12K. So okay, we're just running some to me tests on that as we speak. Um, so, so excited. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's nice. It's nice. 
Yeah. Okay. So you got your super fine detail and it right. levels itself and it's supposedly it can figure out how much resin you've got in the vat. So, and it's got some neat features there. But how do you feel about uh, resin as a But whole? yeah, the resin printing. I, yeah. Yeah, I, it's not my favorite. Um, I do have an area set up for it because, um, you know, I need to review them. But it's like I don't do tabletop miniatures because I don't play D&D anymore. I used to. When I was a kid, I played D&D. So, um, but it's like. I like color. I like sparkly filament. Uh, I like, you know, all, all the, I just want all of the, the cookie cad colors and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so resin is a little disappointing for me because it's all gray. Although I did get some crystal clear resin from, from mini cubic and that's some really good. That's Wait, really I've got my stuff. hand up here. I didn't know yeah. this, but I watched a video from Zach Friedman where he was interviewing <laughs> a woman about uh, resin 3d printing and she actually said, and this caught him off guard, she was like, I like resin because I can do so much more with colors. And he was like, what? And it turns out that you can mm. take dyes and glitters and all kinds of shit. It's spot, And you can just drip it in there. And as long as it's not mm -hmm. too much, like oh, okay. you could make a marbled... I mean, obviously, it's going to... it's gonna. The first layers are going to yeah. be more marbled than the last. So like your base can be... But you can put glitter in there. You can put all kinds of stuff in there. You can chain, like, add colors as you go and make the colors fade. Like, you can do whatever you want with mm -hmm. resin. So That's I'm true. looking forward to that. I only have one color resin <laughs> that they sent me right now. But I'm going to try, like, why not? I'm going to go to the craft store, put some glitter in, and oh. try, you know? And, yeah. So um, yeah, you should probably, well, okay. If I, if you want to go that route, okay. Okay. I guess my problem with the resin is that since I'm reviewing printers, I have each printer for a short amount of time and then I right. kind of push it over. So I don't have a lot of time to experiment with the colors with the, I, I did actually get some alcohol dyes once and um, tried it out and the glitters and it's, you're going to have to work at it a little bit because when you start throwing things into the resin, then you're going to mess up the exposure times and whatever. And I want things to work now. I, I need yeah, it I now. So I don't have a lot of time to fuss with it. Um, like like the YouTubers, when they, they're trying to make their reviews interesting and informative, and they might tell you how to fix the printer, how to mod it or right. do other things. And it's like, I'm like, let's get it out of the box. Is it worth your money? Now let's go review something else. Um, so, but with, you know, the filament printers, I can have my... You know, I, I've got bunches of filament here yeah. Uh, and I can just throw all the different colors on and yeah, I hear you. it is quick for me. But what yeah, I've but the resin, so, so there are, so if you do have time to figure it out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to just say, uh, for what, what I've, it's, been, it's messy. Yeah. It's not even the mess. It's like having to, having a radioactive chemical in my house. Like I just today went to open the window <laughs> and knocked this little cover. And now my whole room smells like resin, which I know is killing me right it's like super toxic so um, i'm really excited in the new studio uh, so here's the thing right you say that i'm in a like a mastermind <laughs> with like six other 3d printing people and they all have like 20 years of experience with resin not really but like years and years of experience and i was talking to one guy support monkey who runs a farm and he's like oh for the first two years you'll be fine 
but it's a, it's a sensitizer. So the more you're exposed to it, the worse it gets until mm. the point where you can't be in the room. Like I watched a video from a few years ago where Joel's like, it doesn't bother me. Um, and I wonder if that's true now. So you and I haven't been around it enough, but give it time and you will become basically like allergic. Yeah. And the more I talked to someone who said like, oh, I went to my physician and asked and he's like, oh yeah, no, that shit will give you cancer. hundred um, percent. You know, it's, it's super oh, bad for you to breathe. That's good. Uh, well, wear your gloves. Gloves and a respirator and put it somewhere um, safe. And yeah. 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 Well, I have, um, my workshop is actually the other half of the laundry room. So when yeah. we were getting ready to review resin, uh, the first resin printer stunk up the whole house. So, so you know, part of it is the resin that you pick. Um, right. So the first thing I did is I went to the hardware store and got a room purifier to yep. just soak up the stench and yep. you know run that through a carbon filter. So that helped. And then I got my husband to knock a hole in the wall. And yep. so he put a hole in the house for me and yep. we hooked up a ventilation system. So That's I have exactly. a vent right overneath it, right, right, overneath, right on top of yep. the resin printers. And it also works for when I'm going to do lasers. So. Yeah. you know, depending upon what we need to vent. So I got a vent that goes right outside. That's and exactly um, what I'm going to be doing. And, and, and um, the, the resins are getting better. Right. I'm, I'm going to do the exact same yeah. thing. Um, and, and then also, I mean. It, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, but I, I do. Under, I don't know. I haven't researched the whole cancer causing business, but I do understand the allergic properties because uh, my teenager is sensitive. He's got a little eczema and he is mm. not allowed to take out the trash in the laundry room because that's where my resin is. Yep. And I bundle that up and take it out myself because so, yep. yep. I'm not that sensitive. I used to be able to like roll around and poison ivy when I was a kid. So I don't know oh what happened God. with him. But the first time he took out the trash, uh, he broke out in hives. Yeah. So he's not allowed to in there when I'm running resin. Yeah. So. And so and I, I, I run the vents, I run the filter. Yeah. You know. I'm going to do the same thing in my studio. I just discovered today that I can, the windows, they're like English windows. I don't know what they're called in English, but in Hebrew, they're called English oh. windows. So they're like up. And I just figured out today that I actually can uh, run vents out of there. So I'm going to design and 3d print my own ventilation system. Cause that's what we do, right? We make our yeah. own stuff. Why would I buy yeah. anything? Uh, Denise, I, I want to give you an opportunity. First off, audience if you have questions now's your chance but i also want to give you an opportunity to plug and or shill any uh websites where we can find you any kind of how should we support you as a community and how how can we help you do you okay well obviously uh my reviews are on tom's hardware so um i'm in a little corner of the tom's hardware website uh but also i've got my own blog which is stldenise3d.com and working on getting more content there. So if you find that, you can find everything else where I'm at. So awesome. Thank and of you course, very I'm on Twitter all the time. Thank you very much for that. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. This was a blast. I know you and I have interacted quite a bit on Twitter and uh, <laughs> just kind of shot the shit. So it was really good to meet you. And I appreciate you taking a risk on me because I know I'm the, the new kid and everyone loves to fear the new kid. <sighs> but, um, I had a blast chatting with you and getting to know you. I hope you'll come back soon. All right. All right.
Thanks so much, Denise. Take care.